laid this uh, scripture on my heart in the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. And uh, if you'd like to just uh, uh, listen or turn with me if you want to, but listen to this scripture. This is a, a chapter 10 in Hebrews, and uh, I want to read three verses, 15, 16, and 17. And listen, this is, this is wonderful. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And listen at this. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now you just think about that. How great God is that uh, through the shed blood of his son Jesus Christ washed all our sins away. God don't even remember them anymore after he saves us. Boy, that's, that's, that's beyond my mental comprehension, but I know it in my soul. It makes me happy. And boy, it's good to be here this morning. Let's all stand for just a moment. And uh, just for a moment of prayer, I want to pray to open up. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for letting us be here today. Uh, God, we thank you that you're so wonderful, that uh, you make a covenant with us and us with you. Wash away all our sins and remember them no more. God, we would pray today uh, that you'd call powerfully and invite some people that are here that are lost to come to you and get saved. And uh, God, I know you'll do the same thing for them that you did for me and others uh, because you love us all just alike. And Jesus Christ died for all of us just alike. God, I pray for the preacher today and pray for the singers. Uh, pray for the choir and pray for all of us, God. Help us today, God. Uh, that we're just getting the center of your will, and God just give us a powerful Holy Ghost meeting today. We ask in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to the choir.
put on my heart the most because he loved me I'll live again and I'm just thankful to be here just pray for us
Amen. Thank God for that good singing. That's heaven sent. That's that's filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm glad for what I can feel in my soul. Glad what they're singing about. One day I'm going to climb the last mountain. Step off on that other side. No more worries or troubles or problems. Boy, you, our God's good right now, but you talk about our minds. Can't just altogether imagine how good it's going to get. Uh, choir sung good. Thank God for the choir and the songs and the choir leader. The Holy Spirit that you're, it's powerful this morning. Uh, somebody needs to get saved today. And somebody can get saved. I believe God's going to call people. He might already be calling people. Uh, but God's Holy Spirit, um, it's your powerful. Let's all stand for just a minute. And everybody's got an unspoken prayer request to show it. And uh, now, say what's on your heart. If you've got a prayer request or a testimony or something God give you to say or do, just obey the Lord before we come in and pray. Anybody? Okay. Okay. Your daughter's in OSU Hospital? Okay. Pray, pray for her. Remember that. Somebody else? Amen. Appreciate that. I've already touched on it, but let me make this, this request. Let's pray for God to speak powerfully to those that are lost today. And let's pray for God to speak powerfully to those who are saved uh, if there's some here that's not living for the Lord. Uh, it's important. If you're here and you're saved and you're not living for the Lord, it's important that you get in because uh, you can be a help to somebody if you get in right. And uh, we need to be letting our light shine. And so, but pray especially for the lost people this morning. God will just knock at their hearts with great power. Okay. Anybody else? Pray for the preacher. Pray for the singers. Well, I, I appreciate you being here, buddy, and let's pray for Kurt. Had a rough time. Thank God for this great crowd that's here this morning. It's wonderful. Anyone else? come across my mind, uh, David Barner, preacher down in Barwell, Kentucky, told me about a young preacher friend of his down there that's got uh, uh, four-stage uh, liver cancer, and so really pray for him. Anybody else? Remember that. Anybody else? Amen. It was a year ago today that Blaine had his heart attack. Yeah, boy. <laughs> when I found him, he was more concerned about me than he was himself. And I, my prayer this morning is that when you get to the end of your life, that you have an assurance that you don't need to worry about Amen. what's going to happen to you. Well, he wasn't right, Amen. I just thank God for that, that, that he gave me more time with 
Hi, Maya. Hi, Maya. Yeah, I mean. That's right. I mean. I mean. Thank the Lord for that. That's right, Becky. Somebody else. Sure, a sweet time to be in the Lord's house. All right. If no other requests or anything to be said, we're going to ask Bill Ray Thompson to lead us in prayer. Amen. Thank the Lord for the prayer. Let's keep praying. And uh, I think I'll just uh, turn over to Brother Larry and have him get his singers up. We'll just uh, pray, pray, pray. Come on, Brother Larry. I'll say this. Boy, God's just got us uh, started off wonderfully. And uh, just keep praying. And uh, God's, you can tell people's been praying because the way God's moved just from the start of the service, right from the very first. And uh, uh, God's here and he's still moving. He's still, he's powerful. And so we just want to pray and just give our undivided attention to what's being said and done and sung. And, and let me say this, and I, I know they'll agree with this. Uh, if it was to be while they're singing, even before Brother Larry comes to preach, if you felt like coming to altar to pray, It'll bless them. They don't oh, care. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just do whatever you feel in your heart, folks. Let's, uh, let's do my sins for us today. All right. <clears throat> Let me see. What chord was that in? My sin, be flat. Yes, 
said, I'd give anything if I could hear Dad sing that song one more time in this world. Uh, but that won't happen other than a CD or a tape. But I'll tell you what, there's coming a day after a while, and uh, I'll hear him sing again. I'm glad and thankful for a land just like that, aren't you? It's real this morning. It's a real place. And oh, oh praise the Lord. All right. <clears throat> 
Once I wandered in sin's black night, there was no way I could make my wrongs right. Then the old accuser to the Lord did cry, He is a sinner, and now. would 
sacrifice three days ago. Oh, praise God, this lamb arose. There rose a lamb in Jerusalem. He was the son of the great I When to your heart 
the blood has been applied and your soul is really satisfied you really know when it happens to you no mortal tongue can ever describe the joy that Jesus gives or how it feels down deep inside when in your heart he lives but even if I could find the words my friend to this story that will never end you'll never know what happens to you you'll never happens to you amen boy that's a testimony song I praise the Lord for a testimony song that's how it happened for me and to me when the Lord saved my soul no one had to tell me or convince me uh, no one can convince me otherwise either. I mean, that's how it happened. I praise God for it. And you'll never know until it happens to you either. You'll try your best to explain to others, but you can't ever share it like you'd like to. But let's just keep sharing it. Uh, let's convincing others and those that don't know him to come to him. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Do you know how it feels to know something's missing, to hear a still small voice that you just keep dismissing? Do you know how it feels to be troubled inside and to think just for you on the cross someone died? Do you know how it feels when he knocks to surrender, have your sins washed away, never to be Tell me, do you know how it feels? And how does it feel to know you're a child of the King? Your heavenly Father owns everything. And how does it feel to know you are loved by the one who created the stars up above? How does it feel to know? melted and tears started flowing the moment you felt it do you know how it feels to know you've been changed and it seems that your whole world has been rearranged do you know how it feels wherever you roam you still get a feeling that you're not at home knowing heaven is real tell me do you 
King, your heavenly Father owns everything. And how does it feel to know you are loved by the one who created the stars up above? How does it feel to know you're Let me take just a moment to introduce. Uh, I want to thank the Lord also for traveling mercy, allowing us to come up from uh, Brother Terry's already said, Muncie, Indiana. Uh, Brother Terry Brock is a hero around our part of the country. Uh, he came and uh, just he just left such an impression. Uh, him and Sister Linda, and uh, what a blessing they've been to our community. And we just love you so much. Uh, but what a blessing it is to head this way. Uh, they make that trip so often, but uh, for us to make this trip. So I praise the Lord for that traveling mercy. Uh, standing beside me, uh, beside me here on uh, the right is my uh, sister, Melissa. Uh, she was the baby of the family. She uh, had a doll, and her name was Miss Beasley. Miss Beasley went everywhere we went. Uh, Miss Beasley went to church. I'm not sure. Maybe Missy wanted to get her baptized. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Uh, but she finally outgrew Miss Beasley. Uh, but that she was the, the baby of the family. And uh, I, I praise the Lord for her. She loves the Lord. And beside her is Malia. Uh, Malia does a great job. She's my niece, and I'm proud of her. Uh, we've got her husband with, her, uh, with us back there, Brother Joey. they got their two children, and uh, we're just uh, pleased to have them with us. Nestled right beside them, holding the baby like she always does. That's my sweetheart. Somebody asked me when I came walking in, said, your wife get to come this time? I said, yeah. Uh, and I was getting ready to share what color dress she had on. It's one of those that's got the, uh, the yellow flowers on it. You know, the, uh, the real popular right now. Just them, them daisies or whatever, the, the fields of daisy. Uh, but about that time, two or three other ladies walked by with those flowers on them. So I just, uh, I just played off. Uh, and I, I, but she's with us today. She's got a baby, and she'll probably always have one in her arms. Uh, but so, so honored to have Miss Deb with us this morning. Uh, standing right here on the very end is a young man named Michael Gregory. Uh, I am so proud of Michael Gregory. He loves the Lord. I want to say that first of all. Uh, he's very gifted, very talented. He's traveled all over the country playing for other uh, people, several different instruments. Uh, but Brother Michael was uh, privileged to come with us this morning. We love him. Uh, we used to sing at the church, of course, while Michael was growing up. Uh, every time we'd get up with the banjos and the guitars and the upright basses, you'd see a little boy's head pop up. Uh, and he'd be up on the back of the, the seats watching. He just, he just loved that. It's been a blessing to watch him grow up, to be his pastor for all these years. We love Brother Michael Gregor. He's just like family. So uh, we're so pleased to be here, Brother Terry. And uh, you just come right on, Brother Terry. Uh, that's the songs that God laid on our hearts this morning.
good singing. I appreciate the singing. Bless my heart. Felt the Lord. And I had intention and thought that uh, when I asked him to get up and sing, that's what I felt like doing. And I had intention that I thought that uh, when I was done, I was just going to turn right straight over uh, to Brother Larry. But uh, God has impressed me, and it's up to you. But God's impressed me to ask Blaine if he feels like singing Royal Descent. I just, just, that's come on my heart. And so I uh, appreciate them. Let's uh, pray for the group as they get up. And uh, God's got a, God's got a purpose in this. I, you know, it, uh, it blessed me when it come on my heart. tell you I'm nothing and I would be telling the truth I can say I am worthless a hopeless sinner that's true but that's just part of my story I haven't told everything for I was washed, reborn, and raised a child of the King. And I am a royal descendant of the King from Jerusalem. For I am part of the bloodline of the stand say such a thing to say I am royal claim that my father's the king I have to take you to an altar where it happened many years ago when I met this king, I was born of his blood, that's all that I know. And I am a royal descendant of the king from Jerusalem. For I'm a royal 
song and God's sweet spirit glad I'm a royal descendant and uh, if you're here and you're not saved God's passing by so powerful today and if he stirs your heart just the tiniest bit you need to come and seek him because if you seek him you'll find him good singing I appreciate brother Larry and the folks that sang with with him and I just appreciate them so much. Appreciate Blaine and the group singing. I want you to keep praying, praying, praying. We want to turn over to Brother Larry. We want him to come just feel his liberty. I believe he feels that way. I believe, I believe with the Holy Spirit to cheer, I believe he feels great liberty. And that's what we want him to feel. Do anything he feels like. And uh, let's just give him our undivided attention and every ounce of praying that we can from within. Brother Larry. I'd like to invite you into the scripture with me this morning. There's some scripture the Lord has placed in my heart. And uh, I'll mention where this is. You can find it. Give you a moment to uh, get your Bibles here. Second Kings writing chapter 4. Second Kings uh, chapter 4. And while you turn. Uh, once again, I'd like to say what a blessing it is to have uh, the invitation that Brother Terry gave us. Brother Terry said, I want you to bring singers. And I said, Brother Terry, I'll try. Uh, and, and all the singers in the church, you know, the singers that go out singing, they were all busy. They were singing at other homecomings. Uh, and the more that I asked, the more that I begged, uh, you know, they weren't going to say yes to me, no matter how much they liked me. They just, they said, no, we made a commitment. And I said, well, I understand it. Brother Terry just wouldn't give up. He said, bring some singers. And I said, well, uh, I can try maybe to, to put two or three singers together. And, and uh, so I borrowed a guitar. Uh, Brother Michael came with us. Uh, appreciate uh, Missy, uh, Malia. Appreciate them. And uh, we sang about the Lord, and that's all we know. That's all we know to sing about. That's all I know to talk about and witness about. But I appreciate the invite very much. Now, as we look into the Word of God, chapter 4, verse number 1. This is what the Lord has placed on my heart. Verse number 1 says this. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? 
Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath nothing, hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come into the house, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. It's, it's a joy to be full this morning. It's a joy to be full. You know when the Lord saved me, now I, I'm not going to spend much time on that word full, uh, but I feel like I need to. Take just a moment right now. But it's great to feel full. When the Lord saved me, the Lord gave me everything I needed at that very moment. I believe that. I had enough to die with, and I had enough to live with. I understand this, that over the years, God has blessed uh, us as Christians to grow and mature in the Scripture and in the Word and, and the worshiping of the Lord. But at that very second, when the Lord rescued me uh, and saved me, I was filled up. The Lord just didn't do a half work, but he, he filled me up, and I praise the Lord for it. We begin our reading here this morning, and we were reading about something that is very, very serious. Uh, I've heard the, the sister bragging on the Lord about your husband one year ago today, being rushed to the hospital. What a scare. We received that word all the way over Munch, Indiana. And over around the church, we began to pray immediately. We didn't wait. We didn't, we didn't hesitate. Immediately, we started praying. I know him. I knew him. I would met him, been in worship with you, Brother Blaine, uh, through the years. And I knew you. I knew you needed help from the Lord. There wasn't anything that I could do. I was too far away. You needed help fast. Uh, there was no way I could get to you. And if I would have gotten to you, I couldn't have helped you at all. Your needs were far above uh, what I was capable of doing. But to hear you brag on the Lord and what the Lord has done for you all one year later and how well you sing and to watch your work for the Lord, I say praise the Lord. But that was serious. You remember that day like it was yesterday. That was serious. Sister Linda, that's your baby. You remember that day. You can't forget that day. Brother Terry said, that was one year ago today. Brother Terry's never forgot that day. It was that serious. What we're reading about this morning out of 2 Kings is just that serious. And I believe we need to look at it and address it in such a serious manner. This woman had a great, great need. And she couldn't do anything about it. She was helpless. Uh, uh, but she knew someone that could help. I'm glad this morning that the church knows someone that can help in every need. Aren't you glad of that? It doesn't matter to me whether it's physical, doesn't matter to the Lord, whether it's physical, mental, whatever it might be, spiritual, uh, but the Lord can supply in every need. And I praise the Lord for that. Uh, but going back to this scripture this morning, uh, this woman had a great need. She just didn't call on 
on anybody, but she called on a man of God, someone that knew the Lord. Several years ago, God impressed me and blessed uh, me to get a hold of Brother Terry. And I'd met him. I, I'd heard him preach, but God just wouldn't let that go. I called Brother Terry. I believe it was the first time that we ever spoke in, in person. I called him. I said, the Lord has laid you on my heart to come to the church and, and preach for us in revival. And Brother Terry said, Brother Waters, I'm so thankful that you called. But he said, you don't understand. He said, I've been in so many meetings and so many revivals I wouldn't know when I'd have time that's just about how that conversation went I got off the phone boy my heart was just so broke I said Lord surely I didn't misunderstand uh, you speaking to my heart uh, it wasn't long I called brother Terry back and I said brother Terry whenever the Lord blaze it on your heart and you can't get away from it then you call me about a day or two later brother Terry called me said I'm busy but, I, but I'll come uh, and he came to the church and I believe there's about 10 or 11 saved in that revival meeting. That's how God works. You see, you could share with me maybe some of your needs and maybe some of them I can help you with. I mean, if you need $25, I'm probably the man to go to. But if you need more than that, you better call on Brother Terry. Uh, somebody else has got a bigger wallet than I've got. But uh, if that's all you need, then I can help you. Uh, the, the children around the church, if they need a piece of gun, I try to have one or two in my pocket. Uh, they know who to go to. I'm glad this morning uh, in this world that we live in, though it's so corrupt, it's so sin-filled around the globe, I'm glad, but there is still somebody that all we've got to do is reach out and call, and that somebody is in tune with the Lord. I mean, they've been prayed up, studied up, read up. Uh, they're just so in tune with the Lord uh, that all they've got to do is just call on His holy name in that great church. Hallelujah. Amen. What a need there was. Uh, this woman said, I've got a great need. Said, I called for Elisha. She said, you knew my husband. He was a servant in the Lord. I said, he was a, a, a man of God under you. You've spent time with him. Uh, you, you've tutored him. Uh, the two of you have worshipped together. But she said, I've got a great need. Said, my husband died. Let me take just a moment right here and say for the Lord as a reminder there's none of us uh, none that I'm looking out on today uh, that you are blessed to be able to stay in this world forever that's not going to happen we just need to be honest and upfront about that another word you're not going to stay here it doesn't matter how much you like it how much you like your little car the little car you drive and the little house you live in. The fact about the matter is you're not going to stay here. Some of these days, each and every one of us, we've got an appointment to leave this place. Oh, I'm so glad how that the Lord brings that knowledge and that wisdom to our own heart and thoughts. He's not kept that a secret. Matter of fact, I want to read something out of the Word of God, and I want you to listen to this. Ecclesiastes 
Corinthians chapter 3 talking about dying. Now we're looking at a, a good man dying. A good man that loved the Lord, but that good man still died. Good men die. Good women die. Good boys die. Good girls die. How sometimes it catches us so off guard. Good people get cancer. How bad people get cancer. The sun comes up on the wicked's garden just like it comes up on the righteous man's garden. The rain falls in the seasons of God's allowed allotted time on the rich, on the poor, on those that don't deserve it. It's, it's the same. But Ecclesiastes says this out of chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. We're living in a changing world. Uh, there's nothing here that stays the same. We're forever changing. I was with my son. We were out working on a, a widow lady's house just this past week. I, I was up on a ladder up on the top of the roof. My son was down on the ground. He was talking to her and I'm glad he was. We needed to get done. I had him posted. If she comes out, you talk to her. I said, so we can, I can work and get get the job done then we can go on you know how that is uh, you know uh, you know it's it's important to have somebody kind of posted like that he got to talk to her and, and I was up on the roof and and uh, uh, she said young man what's your name he said Brent Waters she said I knew a Brent Waters said he he loved the Lord and he he loved to sing said he had a son his son's name was was Larry Waters said he's a preacher she said I haven't seen him in years I, uh, do you know him and, and, and BJ spoke up and BJ said Brent Waters was my grandpa he said Larry Waters is the one on top of that ladder she looked up and she said what on earth has happened to you Larry Waters uh, here's the fact of the matter we're all changing we're getting older How uh, the last time I was here I had three children none of them married this time I come back and I believe we've got six or seven grandchildren now all three children married all three children left the house we live in that house by ourselves I'm talking about life and I'm talking about the changes of life it says to everything there is a season if you're young slow down and smell the roses enjoy your life you can have children running around the house and you said oh my goodness oh my goodness if they would just grow up uh, so I'd have a moment to myself. I want to tell you moms and dads, you just enjoy the moment. It'll happen a lot sooner than what you ever thought it would be. Uh, it'll happen in a blink of an eye. It's called the seasons of time in this world. They hold still for no one. Uh, you'll, you won't be young forever. You might be here today in school just started probably around this area I might be in 5th or 6th grade you'll be graduating high school before you know it you'll be out of college before you know it you'll be married with a family of your own before you know it it's the seasons of time the scripture spot on it you're in this right here I'm getting ready to mention your name you're in this book it's a book of 
truth. Uh, it's a book that tells uh, it doesn't make fairy tales and jokes about eternity. I'm in the book. You're in the book. Every man and every woman is in the book. The rich man, the Bible said, that died and in hell he lift up his eyes. He knew the book just like Lazarus knew the truth. I want to say Ecclesiastes says, to everything there is a season a time to every purpose under heaven listen to verse 2 now if we skip that that'd be some good reading it says there's a time to love there's a time for war there's a time for peace there's a time to hate there's a time for good there's a time for all things under the sun but we're not going to skip Verse number two, God wanted me to read this. Uh, in your hearing today, you need to be reminded of this. Uh, verse two starts like this. A time to be born, and then there's a little comma, a little dash, a small little mark in the page of the book. Uh, and then it doesn't stop there. It says there's a time to be be born that little mark and a time to die there's a time to plant a time to pluck up that which is planted this morning had that little dash means right now how that's what it's about right now I don't know what you done last week when the Lord spoke to your heart I don't know if you rejected him while your pastor was pouring out his heart telling you about how good God is what God's done for him and begging you to come and pray I've seen brother Terry labor till the sweat would roll off his shirt and I as he's gotten older, he's not slowed down any. He's still begging sinners to come. This morning, he started like that. He said, if you're not saved, you need to be saved. I beg you to be saved today. This morning, it's the dash. This woman, how that was a widow. She said, my husband loved the Lord. My husband knew you, Elisha. My husband was faithful but my husband is dead. His little dash blessed him and that woman to have two sons. I don't know what happened to cause him to, to have a debt so piled up, but I'd like to say right now, I, there was a debt that was passed on to me and passed on to you. I received it from my parents. They received it from their parents. Their parents received it from their parents. It goes all the way back to the beginning of this book. When the first man, Adam, was created in the garden, God set him there and he broke the law of God. 
He said, if you do this, he said, you shall surely die. It calls that little word after the dash. You see, the first man didn't know what, uh, that didn't bother him. The, the dread of dying didn't bother him. He was in a good spot. He was in a good place. He had everything he needed, a perfect garden. There was no sin there. There was no thorns there. There was no thistles there. Nothing to bother. He was in a good place. Maybe you're here this morning. You've been in a good place most of your life. But today, God has spoken to your heart. I want to say, why don't you just come? Why don't you come today? Why don't you come and ask the Lord this morning? You see, you got a debt hanging over your head. A one that's so great, you can't work it off. You can't do enough good to pay the debt off. There's not one thing you can't keep the law. Cross all the T's, dots all the I's. You can't do it. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said everything that he was before grace and before the Lord saved him, Paul said, I count it all loss that I may win Christ. He said, though I, I was a Pharisee, Paul said, I count that as loss when I'm aiming to Christ. He said, though I kept the law, Paul said, I count it all as lost. He said, though I was a Benjamin I, by birth, he said, I count it all lost. He said, all my religious zeal, he said, I count it all lost. It's nothing compared to the gift. Gee, I'm so glad that Paul wrote young Timothy and Paul said that Jesus Christ came to save sin. Paul put himself in there. He said, of whom I am the chief of all sinners. I say, praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. <laughs> all you got to do is just trust him. You've got a debt that you can't pay off. This woman had a debt she couldn't pay off. There was nothing she could do to pay that debt off. It was too great. Nothing, no one could help her except one man, Elisha, the man of God. It seemed like a horrible time to call on a man of God. He was so busy. You might be here this morning. You might use that for an excuse just in a, in a moment. Well, this is homecoming day. Lord, I'll get saved when it's not homecoming day. Lord, the crowd's a lot larger on homecoming day. I'll wait till midweek service, and then maybe I'll get saved on midweek service. I'll get saved when they just come out for the young or the youth to, to sing in the choir and to practice. I'll get saved. It doesn't work like that. When the Lord's drawing, that's the only time that you can call on the name of the Lord. He said, My Father which is in heaven, draw ye. And if he does not draw ye, ye cannot come to the Lord. But he said, Whosoever will believes in me, he said, I'll give them everlasting life. I believe in that church. Hallelujah. What he done for me, I'm never going to lose it. Oh my goodness, this woman had a, had a, a serious case. Serious condition. She said, the creditors are coming. She said, they're here. The creditors are here. I don't know if she could hear the horse's hooves coming up the road. I don't know. Maybe one of them had already knocked. I don't know if she heard the conversation piece outside the door. Do you think they're home? 
<laughs> but I know this, she knew that they were coming. She said, I've got two sons, and said when they show up, <laughs> I would do anything in this world for my sons. I love both my boys. One moved down to Kentucky, and I, I don't hate him for that. I still love him. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Well, maybe a little bit, but I still love him. But I love my boys, but there's, I found out there was something I couldn't even do for my own sons. This woman said my husband's debt was so great. She said he left the debt. He left that debt and said, now it's fell on me. She said, and the creditors are come. They're, they're here now. Said they're going to take my two sons and said, here's what they're going to do. They're going to take my, my sons in as, as servants and, and bondsmen and they're going to have to work and work and work slave under the load of labor until that debt's paid off. She knew it might be 10, 20 years before she ever saw them again, but she knew the creditor was there. I want to say this morning at Lima Missionary Baptist Church, right off of Interstate 75, you take the little curve around. Here we sat. Google knows where we're at. But more than Google, God knows you're here today. Amen. And if you're here and you're not saved, you've got a debt. Do you want to know if you plan on working your sin debt off for yourself? Would you like to know how long it'll take you? All eternity in hell. And when eternity comes and goes, and comes and goes and it lingers on, you'll still be working your dead off. But aren't you glad at Calvary, God's own son? Aren't you glad and thankful He took your sin debt? He took my sin debt. He took the sin debt of all the world to the cross and laid it down. He said, no man take my life from me. He said, I give it. I lay it down. There on the cross, they crucified our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm glad there was a man that came to my rescue. Hallelujah. It wasn't Elisha, but Elisha knew about him. But it was Jesus, God's own Son, came personally to my rescue. Oh my goodness, and he died at Calvary and paid my sin debt. <laughs> oh my, it looked like such a sad event on Calvary, and it would have been. <laughs> they took him down from the cross, and he was dead. <laughs> they, they buried him in a, in a tomb. They rolled the stone over the door and it looked like my debt was forever sealed. No remedy. It looked like there was no hope. It looked like there was no hope for you. It was behind the tomb. The stone was over the door and it looked like it was hopeless. But praise the Lord, he said three days. <laughs> He said, I lay it down. He said, but in three days, I'll raise it again on that glorious, glorious Sunday morning. Amen. While the world was sleeping, 
God's Son came up out of the grave, had the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he had something else with him, and it's the Holy Spirit that we got today, and he said, this is gonna do you until, it's called the earnest. Uh, it's called, that's exactly what the Holy Ghost is called. It's called the earnest. He put a down payment on it, praise the Lord, but when I cross over into the glory land wall, He's going to say, welcome home. And I'm going to get the best of the best of the best. I say, wow. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved today. This woman, she couldn't do anything with this. The debt was too big, too great for her. She couldn't do anything. You know, to be honest, we as a church... I know you all got a lot of great members here. I've worshipped with a lot of you. But even in this great church with a great pastor and great pastor's wife, we can't do anything of ourselves for you. But if you'll admit, hey, I need help. You know what we'll do? We'll rush immediately and we'll get a hold of the one that can help you. Lasha said, what do you have in the house? She said, nothing. Nothing. That's exactly how you are right now. If you don't know the Lord, that's exactly how you are. You don't have anything. You might say, preacher, you don't really know me. You're exactly right, but I know this. You don't have anything when it comes to pay your own sin debt off. Nothing. She said, I don't have anything in the house. He said, nothing. She said, nothing. She said, well, just a little. She called it this. Save a little pot of oil. <laughs> I know that's how they spoke then, but... I tell you what, that little pot of oil was a savior. <laughs> it was a savior. She said, I, I don't have anything in the house, nothing. Save a little pot of oil. Elisha said, go get it. Mind you, there was a lot of things happening in the world at that time. There were battles. The world was in a mess. Kings at each other. Enemies approaching. Now we have the northern and the southern kingdoms. They were split. Two kings of Israel. I mean, it was a mess. You think God was concerned about one little widow woman? He sure was. You think God's concerned about your little issue? With everything going on? You think God will be concerned about your problem? Yes. He's concerned about your problem. Yes, sir. Is it a big deal to him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Yes, sir. It's so big that God said, here's what I'll do for you. I'll give you my own son. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a big deal. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm preaching about a big thing. Yeah, I'm preaching about hope. Amen. It's the only hope you got. It's the only hope I've got. That was a big thing. Elisha said, okay, here's what you do. You send your sons out and borrow as many vessels as you 
I say this. If you're here this morning, you don't have Christ in your heart, you're in a good place because there's a lot of vessels sitting around these pews. We've come from all over directions. Two hours for me coming this way. All directions we've come to this place. He said, you go out and you tell them to borrow vessels. He said, not just a few. Get as many as you possibly can. And they brought them in. They said, that's it. Mama, we can't fit anymore. Then Elisha said, now here's what I want you to do. Shut the doors. Shut the doors. That means block the world out. Don't listen to the creditor. The devil will say, you can't be saved. You can't be saved. You cannot be saved. We had a gentleman in our hometown. I loved him. His wife loved the Lord. She prayed for him for years. He was an alcoholic. I used to go coon hunting with him. I'd just go just so I could spend the time try to witness to him in the Lord. I'd get in the truck and I'd start talking about the Lord. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. He said, I got a good red bone. He'd switch the subject. That's how the devil wants you to do He doesn't want you to think about your need this morning. He wants you to think about everything else, but he certainly does not want you to think about your need. Because if you start thinking about it, you'll think like this. Hey, I need a Savior. And if you start thinking, Lord, I need a Savior uh, to pay my sin debt because I can't pay it for myself. If you start thinking like that, the devil knows right then. Hey, you're getting close to the cross. Oh, he'll do everything. But Elisha said, shut the doors. And he said, here's what I want you to do. Those borrowed vessels, those empty vessels. He said, here's what I want you to do. That little pot of oil represents the Holy Spirit. That's what's missing in your heart. Holy Spirit. Put the pots down. Said, you take that little, that little pot of oil and said, start pouring it into the vessel. And, and she started pouring that little. Now mind you, it was a small save a small pot of oil. Wasn't big. She'd, feel, she'd say, run and get another vessel. He'd run and get another vessel. She'd say, run and get another vessel. She'd, they'd run and get another. And, and they would have to stick them up, maybe stacking them on top of each other. And, and, and the, the, the oil just kept pouring. <laughs> and all of a sudden, one of the sons dragged the very last vessel out. And he said, Mama, this is it. Every vessel in the entire house is filled out. This is all there is left. And, and Mama started pouring that oil in. And when it got to the brim, it stopped. And there was as much in the little pot as there was when she poured it all out. I say God's greater than we give Him credit for. Hallelujah. Elisha said, here's what I want you to do. Take the oil, sell it, pay off the debt. He said, now you and the rest of it, you and Mama... You live on the rest of it because there's a bad famine. But live on the rest of it. I tell you what, I've got enough of the love of God and the salvation of God in my soul. <laughs> I've got enough to, that paid my sin debt off and still got enough today to enjoy it. And when the time comes and you all get the news, surely it'll reach Lima. Someday, someday, it'll, it'll reach Lyme. I've been away from the church a lot this year, Brother Terry. I think about you so often. I think, how's he get away from me? But I've, I've done a lot of preaching outside the church this year. 
it's, it's kind of been funny in a way. But I told, I told the, the preacher, I called him, I said, now I'm going to be gone again Sunday. I said, I, I guess I ought to say it like this. Just be ready. And Ari, think not. Brother Larry Waters won't be there. So you just have a message. He said, I understand that. But the fact about the matter is, he gave me enough to last me. He gave me enough to enjoy. He gave me enough to live on until he comes and fetches me. I'm not worried. <laughs> it doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like you're worried much either. <laughs> I'm not worried, brother. I'm not. I'm not worried. I don't even know your name, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried, brother. You're not either? Praise the Lord. I'm not worried, brother. I'm not. My debt's paid off. I say, I'm just going to enjoy it. I've got everything. I've got plenty. I'm just going to enjoy it. Wow. That's why when your choir started singing, I started raising my hand up. I'm enjoying this. I'm not going to wait till the meeting's over and then have a good time. I'm enjoying it now. I say, praise the Lord. Because... The creditor came, and when he knocked at my heart's door, I showed him the proof in the pudding. <laughs> I said, I've got the evidence of the Holy Spirit now living inside. I belong to another. He paid my debt in full. I've been purchased. I'm not my own any longer. I've been paid for. Amen. I was a slave to sin, but I said I'm paid in full. I'm not my own keeper. Will you stand right now? Jesus would like to save you. If you're not saved, the Lord would like to save you. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, if you're not saved, you know how important you are to this entire meeting? Very important. You're an honored guest. This is a privilege to come for me. But, oh my, you're the honored guest in the Lord's house. Oh my, uh, when church started, the doors shut, and we were shut inside. And all of a sudden, these vessels sitting on the seat, you felt that Holy Spirit. I don't know where that sister was singing in the choir. I'll find her in just a second. But I was watching her, and I, I thought, boy, the Lord, the Holy Ghost, getting ready to drop. I seen her do this. Yeah. I thought, oh, the Holy Ghost is, is, is getting ready to drop. I seen her do this. Then a few more minutes, I just seen her forget the tears, and she was raising her hand. I say, hallelujah. I saw the Holy Ghost drop on you, too. Oh, it was bigger than you were. You couldn't contain it. It got real. Oh, my. That's what it is. Will you come right now? Will you come? This is a special invitation. Brother Terry, come stand close as you can with me. This morning, you ought to just come. God loves you so much. Just like you are. Oh, it was a, it was a situation there. You're in that little dash, Ecclesiastes had placed in there. You're in that little dash somewhere. You came to this world and you took a breath of life. You, you became a living soul. Somewhere you're in that dash. 
Maybe you got 40 years to go, 50 years, that'd be good if so. But you have no promise. You have no promise. I'd say I'd make things right, right now. I would say this, that widow, if she would have waited one more day, it would have been too late. When the creditors did come, if she would have waited one more day, she could have gone to them and done anything that she wanted to do. Offer them anything, her house. Offer them, and, and it wouldn't have done any good. It would have been too late. This morning, that's the importance of salvation. If the Lord is speaking to your heart right now, you need to come right now. Right now, this very moment. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Come right now. Will you do that? Right now. Oh, it's it's as simple as just asking the Lord. <laughs> Lord. Lord, take my dad. Yeah. Take my dad. Right now, will you come? While the singers sing. Right now. Please, I beg you this morning. The skeptics, they say. Listen. There is no way the blood of Jesus could set a man Oh, if there's a need of prayer, just take that step. It's a step of faith. It certainly is. It's a great step. They just can't see what this blood has done for me. Come right now. Church, let's earnestly pray. Let's pray hard while God is speaking to someone's heart. Is it you? Is it you that the Lord is speaking to? Is it you? I wonder right now while the Lord speaks, compelling There's no way this could be. Will you come right now? Come on. I say just look what Jesus' blood did for me. I believe this to be the truth right now. The Holy Spirit is, is certainly speaking to somebody. And He's offering you the greatest thing that you've ever had offered. You've never been offered anything like this. Never. It's that good. But you don't know about the seasons we read about careful. I know God is dealing with somebody right now. Be careful about rejecting that because that season might shift. It might change. It might not be dealing with you next week. Maybe a year from now. Right now, will you come? Oh, I believe you want to. If you don't want to come by yourself, ask that person beside of you. I'd say they'll come with you. I'll go with you if you want. If you don't need to go with you. Will you come right now? Take that step. 
what Jesus blood did for me. Oh, will you come? So in the world tries to tell me there's no way this could be. Oh, yeah. I say just look what Jesus blood did for me. Brother Terry, you know your church a lot better than I would ever know, but I know this much. Yes, sir. God is speaking to somebody Amen. right now in this meeting. I'm sure that's right. I don't know you, and I have no idea what your name is. I don't know uh, where you came from. I don't know any of that. But I know the one that does know, and I know this. He knows you've got a great need, a great and a very serious need. And I know he's, he's offering you exactly what you need. And, and all I do is just beg you to come. You really need to come, Bishop. You really need to come. You need to take it so serious. On this homecoming, on this homecoming morning, you need to get saved in the morning service. Several years back, we were in a homecoming. There's a young man, he sat on the back row. He didn't come, God was all over him. We broke for lunch and they asked me to go out first so I could, they wanted me to pray over the food. So I was making ready. And that young man reached, got me by the coat I told the pastor, I said, you all go on. He just sat there. He wouldn't speak. After a while, that young man ran to the altar, and he got saved. Today, he pastors a church way down in Kentucky. I'll never forget that homecoming. But I'm not sure if he would have waited. Would the Lord, I think about it often, would the Lord knock at his heart door in the afternoon? Would he have? I don't know. But I know this. God is dealing with somebody's heart right now. And why don't you take that step? There's nothing more important right now than that. Right now, will you take it? Well, right now. Right now. Right now. Come on. Right now. Right now, while the Lord is still speaking so tenderly and softly, right now, right now, as the old hymn is, just as I am, just as I am without one plea, right now. Brother Terry, somebody needs to come. Amen. I believe that. I'm sure of that. Oh, if I could do more for you, I'd do it. Amen. I'd do it. If there's there one more thing that I could do, I'd do it. It had been awful for Elisha after giving him that sound advice. That's right. If she had said, I, I, Preacher, I appreciate you coming, but I just don't, I don't believe that'd work. Yeah. 
Wouldn't that be awful, Brother Terry? Yeah, buddy. Amen. I just don't feel like that would work. But she done exactly what the man of God told her. This morning, if you'll do exactly what the Lord tells you to do, you'll get it. You'll get it. Thank you, Lima, Missionary Baptist Church. I've so enjoyed preaching today. So enjoyed. I love you. Bless you, buddy. Wait, just, yeah, go ahead. Amen. How good it felt to be here. Um, yeah. And to feel the Lord for the yeah. service. And, but, you know, we haven't got to be here a lot in this past year. Most everybody sure. knows that. But if I hadn't had God, if I hadn't had Jesus yeah. with me, he was with us all the time. Amen. Yeah, <clears throat> we couldn't be in service. Right. We had him with us. And if I hadn't had him, I don't know how I would have made it through Amen. this year. But Amen. thank God we're here this morning. Amen. And thank God he's still saving. Amen. If you don't know him, and if you haven't had any trouble in your life, you yeah. will if Amen. you live. That's true. <clears throat> but if you don't know him, you need him. Because yeah. when you go through things that are hard Amen. and trouble comes, you need him. And he'll help you through it. I'm glad to be here. Amen. 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 Thank God for that great testimony of encouragement. And I believe they've got a song to sing. But let me say this. Thank God for the singing. Thank God for the preaching. Thank God for the testifying. Thank God for his Holy Spirit speaking to people's hearts. God put this on my heart. I need to tell this. I uh, don't know why, but God knows. Uh, when I was just a young man and I'd hear uh, people talk about God calling you, and I thought, well, I wonder how God's voice will sound when he calls me. And as a young boy, I imagined a voice maybe like my dad's voice or, or, or my grandpa's voice. But later on, I come to realize God didn't speak to me with a verbal sound. He spoke through the preacher. He spoke through the singers. He spoke through the testifiers. He spoke through the prayers. He spoke through the movement of the church. But God's voice was the power of his Holy Spirit as he worked down on the inside. It was his awareness in me that made me realize I was lost. That's, God, that's when God's calling. If you're here today and you're realizing you're lost and you're realizing you're on the way to hell, you're realizing you've got a debt uh, that you can't pay, but you realize through the gospel, uh, just like it's just been preached, that the Lord came and paid that debt off for you so you can have eternal life. But you've got to come and claim uh, that payment for that debt. What, what do you mean, preacher? You just got to come and trust Jesus. Just ask him to save your soul. And so if you're here and you feel that uh, down inside, you feel I'm lost, I don't want to go to hell, Jesus did it, come and, come and talk to God about it. That's God calling. And so while they sing, well, I, I'm just like Brother Larry said, I have no doubt God's calling many this morning. You come while they sing. Please obey the Lord. Come on. The news came to Egypt. If you're not sure, the death angels come. You're okay. Get your house you may in not be. order. If you just Prepare think maybe I'm okay. Maybe you're not. A young boy is crying. If you're aware he's that scared you need of Jesus. dying. And you feel that longing to have Jesus. Come and pray today. Right. I'd love to walk up the aisle with somebody. Please come. 
they banging about it. We've got good singing. God's Holy Spirit. If you need to rededicate your life, you can come to that. If you've never been born again, you need to be. Jesus said, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Let me say that again. Jesus said, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. If you haven't been born again, come and get born again. It's that simple. Come. Come on. Come. While they're singing, please come. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. Judgment come and try. Is you come and pray. Be See what happens. Get up and come back to your seat whenever you're ready. Morning. Up to you. And I too was Seek you the Lord I while he I may be found. Call ye upon him while he's near. Will you just now simply do that today? Simply do that. I know it seems hard. It did to me when I was lost. But when I came willing, God helped me. God won't make you come, but he'll call to you. And if you are willing to come, he'll help you come. He, he helped me take that first step in each of the others. He helped me on my way to the altar. Please come. Please come. Come. Oh, my. Please come. God's calling mightily and powerfully. I can feel that. Will you take advantage of the opportunity? Will you use the season that God's give you to repent? I was locked in chains. Come on. Had me bound till he came and rescued me. Your choice. Your move. Entirely 100%. But please choose Jesus. Please choose the Lord. Come on. Somebody needs to renew up. If you're saved and you've been living like the devil, don't keep doing that. Come home. Get joy back in your life. Get power back in your life. Come on. Come on home. Anything else? I appreciate that song. Appreciate each of the songs been sung today. Testimonies. Appreciate the preaching of the gospel. I appreciate God's Holy Spirit calling and speaking to people's hearts. Hey, what a great time to be in the Lord's house. And uh, uh, when we're done in here, we'll be dismissed out of here, and we'll go out in the fellowship hall, God permitting, and eat a wonderful dinner out there. I have no doubt it'll be wonderful. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm already excited about coming back in here after we eat lunch. I'm excited about having uh, more uh, singing and preaching.
and filling God's Holy Spirit. And uh, so even right now, before we dismiss, we're going to invite everybody to go out and eat with us when we go. We're going to uh, offer the uh, preacher and his wife and their friends, the singers and them, we'll let them go to the front to the head of the line and uh, we'll go through there and take our time and eat and in a little while.